Welcome back, everybody, to Mining Stock Daily. This will be our finally cor- our final corporate update of the day. It's, a, it's an important one. There's a lot to unwrap in the news release out this morning from Monera Alamos. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with MAI. And with, uh, with us, per usual from the company, is President Mr. Doug Ramshaw. Doug, good afternoon, my friend. Trevor, good to see you. Yeah, let's... Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Good news. The headline news is, I guess, funding secured uh, for Sarah De Oro. Uh, $25 million construction financing package split up uh, between a $15 million, that's US dollars, $15 million loan package and a $10 million royalty package. Uh, let's unpack this a little bit. Uh, let's start with the loan package here. Mm-hmm. Uh, inter- it's interesting. You know, obviously... The interests are charged at one and a quarter percent uh, per month. Uh, this had me kind of take a step back because obviously, as you know, as we watch the macro uh, and the world and global economies move to higher rates, you know, my question was, how do you come to terms with higher rates? So maybe tell me about, you know, approaching a higher rate environment for project financing in this environment. Well, I mean, I kind of had a bit of an epiphany last year. I mean, I've always talked about our low capex builds make sense in this inflationary environment. Um, that's that's always been the case. And then end of last year, I was thinking about when you're only financing $25 million and not $200 million, you're, you're still wanting to get attractive terms, obviously. But you're not having to absolutely try to find the lowest cost of capital on the street. Um, And the lowest cost of capital will come with a lot more hooks into you, covenants and and, uh, lots of things that can uh, give you the inability to be flexible. Um, And it, it dawned on me that, you know, I thought to myself, 25 million US, say our cost of capital is 5% more than if we went for some lower cost money with all those hooks that come with it. Um, 5% on $25 million for a year is, you know, it's a little over a million dollars of extra interest you're paying. Is that a price that, you know, is worth paying to have the flex- the inherent flexibility of a package like this? And uh, the answer was unequivocally yes. Um and obviously, you wouldn't take that approach if your build was $200 million. Uh, and so I think it's a bit of an intangible benefit of our, our model that we we can approach uh, the capital side of things um, with, with that viewpoint. Um, it doesn't mean that we won't look to refinance this debt to better terms, you know, upon permit receipt, upon starting a construction. And it gives those lenders more time and more visibility on the execution and the delivery of those permits to come to us with, hey, we can refinance this this money that you have out there on lower rates, which is obviously better for our shareholders. But from a starting point, if this is where we ultimately um, go into construction with and build this mine, this capital, you know, Cerro de Oro is, is a, a low cost, high margin operation, even in a much lower gold price environment. Um, there's no questions of how you could service this, this debt or the like. Um, so I'm very happy with with the, the solution we've got for our shareholders because 
I couldn't, I can't um, control when the permits are going to be received. You know, we are hoping around year end, early Q1. Um, and I say early Q1 because you say year end and then people expect you over Christmas. Like if it, no one should ruin their Christmas on New Year's worrying about a press release about permit receipt. And, and the reality is around the end of the year in probably every country in the world, or, you know, bureaucrats probably aren't working quite as hard as the rest of the year. So probably sometime early in Q1 is our best guess right now. I can't control that. But what I could control and, and reassure our shareholders with was they weren't going to wake up one day with a funding, with permits, but no funding solution for that. And that's being subservient to those market forces and dynamics and bankers you know, thrusting a deeply discounted bought deal down your throat to then get it done. Instead, I wanted to be well ahead of, of permit receipt in terms of a funding package. Sure. Uh, let's talk about this royalty package that comes along with it. That's uh, worthy of $10 million, two and three quarters percent NSR on all metal production uh, for Cerro de Oro. Uh, there is a buyback clause in there, uh, which is nice. You can buy back up to 2% of that uh, by delivering a minimum of 3,200 ounces of gold uh, and a payment of $6.3 million. So obviously not cheap, but you know probably doable given the economics of Cerro de Oro. Uh, you know, I think the question, and maybe you've gotten this this morning already, Doug, you know, we knew having conversations with you over the last couple of months about what you were going to be looking for, for a financing package for this mine. You always said we were going to be probably looking for a debt package. Um, and maybe you mentioned it and maybe it crossed my mind. I don't, and, and it, it didn't cross my mind, but I didn't, I guess I was unfamiliar that you were looking at a potential royalty package for Sarah Oro to get this thing through the line. I mean, was this something of a surprise to your investors as it was for me as an investor of the company? Well, I mean, I think you always want to try to surprise investors to some extent. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of your job and you shouldn't be, uh, you, you should be talking in very non-specific terms. I mean, the group we're working with here would be disclosed upon closing in July. I think we're always the lead horse because they were well ahead of some other groups that had shown me indicative terms um in terms of their due diligence and everything else so so i kind of knew even back then that we were looking at this hybrid package of uh of debt and royalty and let's not kid ourselves royalty is a dilution you know it's a dilution at the project level and i think with that in mind you know but i think there are times in a cycle where royalty money makes sense over equity and i wanted a a uh, a non-equity solution to Cerro de Oro. Um, now, royalties are very polarizing topics because, you know, issues with some people love them, some people hate them. We're, we're not the company we are today without early royalty support. Um, the reality is, I think, for the people that are in that group that don't like royalties, what you want to do is is what you wouldn't be able to do, pull off with a typical royalty company. A royalty company, royalties are their business, so they don't want to give you buybacks on that royalty. You, maybe you get a step down on the royalty rate at a certain production threshold, but you're not going to see a buyback like in this. 
So, mm-hmm. and again, this whole package, including the royalty, it could be that it's all refinanced at a lower cost of capital differently post permits, but this is where we're at now. So having a 2.75% royalty where you can buy 2% of it back really mean, means the encumbrance on this project is, is very limited upon that buyback. And in fact, we're incentivized for if, if Santana can, can, you know, start improving on, on uh, and expanding, um, or there's other capital that comes in, um, you know, there's an incentive to buy back that royalty early. Um, every, I think it's a 30 month term of the buyback. And for every month, full month prior to that 30 month term, that you execute the buyback, that 3,200 ounces of deliverable gold is reduced by a hundred ounces, you know? And so that really changes the, the economics of that royalty. Um, uh, if you wanted to refinance that too. So we thought it was a elegant, uh, solution to giving a, um, basically a, a fully funded single source solution with no equity dilution. Um, and, and inherently in how it's drafted, it opens the door for groups, more comfortable post permits or the like to come, come to us with a lower cost of capital, which is obviously then even better for our shareholders. But this was a, a very good result for our shareholders today. Uh, Doug, last question here regarding this financing. Why not disclose who this partner is? Is it, was that up to That them? was up to them. Yeah. They, they would prefer to be disclosed on closing. Uh, you can see it's a very tight close. You know, it's a six-week closing on this. It's not, no. we're not starting now to go into deep dive due diligence or anything like that, which is what I would have had to have done with some of the other lenders I was talking to um, that weren't anywhere near up to speed with us as a group and and Sarah Aurora as a project. So, um, you know, later today, I'm, I'm expecting the list of closing requests on legal due diligence, title due diligence and the like. It's, it's, uh, but they would typically just want to be disclosed on closing. Um, I wanted to be able to remind people uh, as, as, as the earliest possible juncture that uh, beyond Santana, uh, there is the next mine. The, the, the Monero model was always about multiple mines. Uh, the focus has been on Santana as our first mine. Um, Cerador, as I said to you going back to last year, is a game changer. And it's, it's very much everything that Santana isn't. And I say that from the perspective of it's conventional. It's not a bootstrapped operation. So it's 60,000 ounces a year for eight years to start. There's an upside case we, we, we look to, uh, to do as well. But it's conventional. It's a production rate right out the gate that has some of its best years in the first few years of, of, of the initial mine life. Um, it has a technical study. Uh, everything about it smacks of a completely different uh, scale of operation for our shareholders. And I thought it was important to remind every shareholder today is not owning Monero because of what Santana does on a quarter by quarter basis. Because um, if, if we were just looked at from a Santana perspective, then we're overvalued on the basis of Santana. But 
they didn't buy for Santana. They don't hold now because of Santana. They they believe in a, a in executing on this multi mine strategy. And I think in that regard, we needed to show that the next mine um, has a funding package in place, and to remind people just what a significant advancement in the overall group production profile Santa uh, Cerador delivers. Well, if by chance. Uh, investors out there were only looking at Santana. I mean, you can't really be overly critical right now because you also publish your quarter end financials here. You like how I swayed into that, Doug? Uh, <laughs> uh, your net in- income improved over the quarter. Your uh, your 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 cash on hand improved. You reduced uh, your accounts payable and your working capital improved. I mean, so. And we knew uh, Q4 was going to be a big spend. Uh, you were never shy saying that it was going to be a costly quarter. So I guess these improvements for Q1, I mean, should be expected. But were they a little bit at all more than you expected? Was it a pleasant surprise? Well, I, I will correct you. Cash dropped in Q1. Working capital oh, was me. up. Um, you know, Q4 was a better quarter. We guided in January that Q1 was going to be uh, limited production as we waited to see this change in the weather patterns. And I'm happy to say that we're seeing that at, uh, at our weather station at site. We are seeing rainfall, and rainfall does supplement our water balance from existing drill uh, wells and the like. Uh, we're seeing rainfall levels which are much more akin to 2020 and completely different to the almost uh, desert-like, you know, lack of rain we had in, in the beginning, first half of both 2021 and 2022. It's funny, even in a drought, you can set, set your watch by the, um, the rainy season. That, that's consistent at four to 500 mil, even through a La Nina event during the summer months. But the critical months actually that help the overall regional water balance are, are rainfall in the other months. And when those those drop off, um, you know, you have to make some prudent decisions. So we announced that in January. It was reported production was reported in in our year-end release in uh the beginning of May. So nothing today should have been a surprise for anyone. I think there are some people who thought the sky was falling. Certainly the sky wasn't raining, but the sky was falling, and that's not the case. Um, cash did drop by $3 million, and the reason it did, if you actually look at the cash and the reasons behind that cash, well, half a million dollars was invested into Cerro de Oro. $2 million were used to reduce accounts payable from $3.6 million down to $1.6 million. The lowest level AP has been um, since before construction. I mean, we could have kept the AP running at a higher level when basically it had virtually no cash burn in a quarter. And I think that would have been a testament to uh, how low, you know, our, our running costs of the Santana mine, even during a quarter of very limited gold production. We are incredibly frugal with our uh, spending. Um, mm-hmm. But we thought in advance of, of scaling up production again at Santana, it made sense to you know, drop AP down by a little. So, no, I think, you know, the people who I know uh, understand balance sheets particularly well um, were were pleasantly surprised by um, or understood where we were going. And so there weren't surprises, but there, was, there wasn't doom and gloom over 
um, Q1, mainly, I think mainly because we've already suffered that doom and gloom. I, I think it would have been a little rich to be hit for the third time on what's basically the same news. So, um, you know, now the key is for us to be able to demonstrate that production's kind of levels have bottomed where they are now. And, and we've we're always guided that production should be back half of the year weighted. And so, um, you know, I understand people anxious to see Santana kind of get back to the levels we saw in Q3 of last year, where in one quarter it spat off $3 million of free cash. Um, I hope we can attain that in the back half of the year. Um, and I think that will send the message that Santana's back on the right footing. But uh, but in the meantime, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good quarter, all things considered. Um, and I think it is a testament to how careful and, and prudent we are with with our balance sheet which is probably cleaner now than one of those uh, scrubbed hard drives of mrs clinton <laughs> oh got me off my game now <laughs> doug let's talk about the um exploration i mean obviously santana seems to be on its way within this news release you also had a little bit obviously operational update in there was some exploration news as well. One quick paragraph. Uh, it's You're going after that Zata target here. What's the latest there? What are you seeing? Yeah, well, I mean, your good friend of mine, Kai Hoffman, uh, and I were on that uh, that project uh, together in 2019, and we were talking about drilling Zata, our, our VPX back at the time, Miguel, talking about Zata. He loves it. It's a target. We know it's a gold-bearing system. Um so we're drilling another target as well there, which to me is less interesting. And I don't say that because I know any results or whatever, but it's to me it's less interesting because it's got a lot of his, historic drill holes into it. It's a bit of a known quantity. It's an interesting target for us. But Zada, which you can see from our camp there, um, is just sticking out the ground. It's a clear target. It's never had a drill hole in it. We know it's gold bearing. We've We've drilled our first hole into it. We're drilling a second now, um, kind of scissoring it to give both a sense of the volumetrics of it, which we think are good. This is a 400 meter kind of diameter pipe-like structure, um, but also to see if those grades we saw at surface do translate to a nice gold-bearing system. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I hate that I'm going to pray to the assay gods over the the coming weeks, <laughs> but uh, because unfortunately you can you can read a really good log of the core and everything is exactly what you'd want to see when you're you're drilling those meters, um, but unfortunately it doesn't always translate into assays. But I'm glad that what we've apparently are drilling right now is what we really would have wanted to see in the drill hole. So. Let's all cross our collective fingers that uh, um, assays come back uh, good. And um, because I think the part of this regional drilling now that we held off on during the pandemic and while we were focusing on the mine is to demonstrate why and why we believe Santana can get a lot bigger in time as a little producing project, whether it's, you know, individual pipes supporting individual heat leach facilities or, or a bigger singular heap leach facility supporting a number of these pits. Uh, we need to get ahead of that drilling now that we're doing so that we can plan for the long term at Santana because, you know, we think it's a project that has 
enough gold there that we'll be around for a long time. Right. Long-term at Santana, long-term at Cerro de Oro. I mean, long-term for Monero Alamos in general. So, Doug, thanks so much for uh, this update. I know it was lengthy, but there was a number of things that we needed to get kind of hashed out here. Congratulations on this financing. Uh, we look forward to uh, getting this thing closed, hopefully with permits in hand somewhere around that New Year time frame. Uh, I'm not going to just hold my New Year's Eve plans for it, but I look forward to reading about it. Uh, thanks so much, Doug. Have yourself a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Trevor. All right. That's your update from Monera Alamos, everybody. Again, trading on the venture with MAI. And that's a wrap here today. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the morning briefing. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.